You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. I was going to say we have Jocelyn back this week, but we don't because she got sick. I feel like everyone's getting, who has not gotten sick yet on the podcast? I, I don't want to admit it though now, because like, that's like, isn't that like death? Yeah. You're, Touch you're woods, everything. Yeah. That, that's not how it works. Is it? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, have you been around a lot of really like runny noses and disgustingly sick people? Then you'll probably get sick. Is yeah. this what they teach you at the hospital, Sarah? Is this like what you've learned in grad school? <laughs> this is what I learned having a kid in daycare. I was going to okay. say a kid in daycare is like number one, probably, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but Sid, uh, if you can't tell from the British accent, is with us this week <laughs> to talk about races. And uh, and Khadija is getting ready for her Ultraman crewing yes. on Friday. On thir- These things, like when do they start? Like, it started on Friday, so I'm all packed up. I'll get there tomorrow. I'm in charge of nutrition and fueling. So I'll, I'll be making the protein pancakes for breakfast and getting the recovery meal and shakes together. Do they use your van like as the race vehicle? Like, do you guys put everything? Like, do you drive the van on the race course? They can, but um, the gentleman who is bike mechanic he has a truck a mm-hmm. king cab truck and it's all set up for the bike but i mean it can be used for backup because i have a, a full bike set up in the back of the van and you promised that your athlete is going to join us next week to tell us all yeah, of the, I already all talked of the, okay uh though so then i was like i was like well maybe we have to reschedule i was like well maybe we have to reschedule our recording because it's on valentine's day and you always were all like <laughs> I thought maybe you had, you know, hot plans. Yeah. Well, it, it's it sounds like uh, Khadija actually has quite steamy plans, but not <laughs> Valentine's Day themes. Yeah, you you had threshold efforts on the bike. Is that what yeah, you had? For yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> for Valentine's Day, good. It'll be hot, hot for real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, Jocelyn did send us a voicemail uh, all about the Olympic marathon trials, which, of course, is what we're going to talk about. So after this ad break, we'll hear from Jocelyn and then we're going to talk everything Olympic marathon trials. And then, of course, we got to talk about controversies of the week in the second half of the show. So, Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate-flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like 
Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do. Uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration. And that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating, I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula and then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their precision knowledge hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five or, you know, like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com.
Hey, Wednesday night group ride buddies. It's Jocelyn, and I think I'm coming down with the plague. It's hitting me fast and furious, but I had so many thoughts about the Olympic marathon trials. I just wanted to leave you guys a short voice memo because I will miss discussing and dissecting it all with you. So three things. First, triathlon adjacent. Did you guys notice some of the women wearing the visors or headbands with the magic cooling crystals that we see all over Iron Man and Iron Man racing. I don't think any of the guys that I, I didn't really see it in the men's field, but because I remember reading an article about the top two guys and how one of them had this whole thing with switching hats every time there was the uh, fluid stations and he had a fresh hat and they kept saying how like we're not used to running with a hat on it's too hot running with a hat uh, and then speaking of the guys like that finish yeah they might as well have been holding hands like it was like oh you go first oh you go first um I don't care if you're my training partner I'm gonna like fight you to the death to the finish line if we're at the front of the race like that. You're obviously both going to make the team already, so I would have loved to see them just sprint it out, and I feel like I'm not the only one. And uh, lastly, huge shout-out to two of the mom runners. Um, there was McKenna Myler, who went viral for running two pregnant miles at nine months pregnant at, in, like, less than five and a half minutes. She got seventh, 10 months after having her second baby. And then there was Sarah Sellers, who is famous for getting second at the Boston Marathon that year, where it was like a torrential downpour and Des Linden won that one. She got 14th just nine months after having her second kid. That's wild. Like, good for them. Anyway, I miss you all and hope to catch up with you next week during Galentine's Day. Talk to you soon. I feel like out of Jocelyn's voicemail, the main question I took away was, should the two men have fought it out to the end or should they have held hands? Okay. Remember when Jocelyn was not a fan of a little clapping going on around the finish line? Yeah, no, she and... wants them to fight it out. She exactly. thinks they should have fought it out. Yes, of course. Her track history supports that. I agree. There's money on the line. Yeah, why should they hold hands and go? Because it's like it's like the equivalent. I actually was fine with it because it's like the equivalent of rounds, right? Like the number one goal, any of them will tell you, right? Number one goal is qualification. Like you kind of don't care if you're first or second. Like um, I know it's like I know obviously people care, but I don't think I could name who's like the trials winner most. You right? Like it doesn't matter. What matters is making the Olympics. You know? Okay, but there was prize money. Sure. So financially, there's an incentive. <laughs> that maybe they had a deal saying they were just going to split it 50-50 kind of thing. Ooh. Some people have had a conspiracy. Because um, they're training partners, right? Right. They went, right. yeah. Is that allowed? I mean, with all my professional athletic experience, I should know, right? But I don't. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone can stop them. Right. Honestly, officially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have read that conspiracy too, but then someone else pointed out like the guy who got second, uh, Clayton Young, right? Yep. I think it was also like one of the things where like 
Like you listen to like 30 seconds of an interview with him. And I think he genuinely is just like a nice Mormon guy who's like, oh, I'm just happy. I'm just so excited to be an Olympian. I was happy to see my friend like, win. Is he, is he like the older, more experienced one? He seemed to kind of like step back to let the other guy yeah. take the win. And the other guy looked a little bit more out of it. Not I really think that's sure like just the Caroline. vibe. Like because and... Clayton, the guy who came second, he was celebrating from like 2K out, wasn't he? He was like high five. And the other guy was just like, I want to get to the finish. So I feel like I don't think I don't think there's a conspiracy. I think he just genuinely was like just sort of happy. Like Yeah. Right. Job done. Way to Took go. the box. Yeah. We both I, got there. We got exactly. Yeah. Okay. I I'm not gonna sprint for the finish. Like I'm good. I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you though, I was like mocking nah, shocking right i was mocking nbc for like doing a really bad job explaining the whole like do the men have three spots or two spots and i was like right and i was like look it's not that complicated they just have two spots like the odds of them getting a third spot are really really low and then i like realized today that actually is not that actually it's like possible it rolls down to third in may because there apparently is an american ranked in the top 80 which i another american which i did not realize so Does someone have does someone else have to run the qualifying time to get yeah. that slot? But oh, then that would it's... go to the third place. Well, the so that's third guy has already run a qualifying time. Not in the window. He's run a 207. Not in the window. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Oh, not that's... in the window. Yeah. Ah, okay. So okay, I okay. thought the only way the U.S. would get, the U.S. would get a third spot is, yeah, somebody ran that 208 time. And the only times they have to do it, there's only like three more races. And like, who's going to do it? They like, does it. There's nobody who's going to. But... Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was actually someone also ranked in the top 80. And because all the Kenyans and Ethiopians and Eritreans have already taken their max three spots, we could get like that roll down allocation. That's what I didn't realize that there was a person. So, so now I'm like, oh, well. All right, Lenny. Lenny has a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like, so he, the chances of the third guy getting this lot is actually smaller than they kind of were making out on the coverage. I think it's actually better, but then maybe I thought it was zero, and now I think it's like twenty. Okay, thirty. You think maybe. it's that less? You think it's that low? I don't know. I obviously am not super in the weeds on men's sports. To be super yeah. fair, so like I, fair. you should have seen. And us. then you go to the women's side, and like, didn't the top six all run the qualifying on the day at the trials? Bless, and they're like, oh, that's tough. You should have seen me and old Sarah though sitting there because there's a point where like the Zach Panning, the guy who was, was they were tr clearly trying to go for the two hundred eight. And I'm we're sitting there with like a piece of paper, like trying to like do the math of like how many miles they have left and how. And then I like I just so don't know men's times that you're like, could they do that? Is that that seems doable, right? Like they can run fast. Yeah, yeah. Like I just have no idea. I think he. <laughs> I feel sorry for Zach, yeah. and I think, I think even the the two that won in in the post race interview, they kind of. I think again they were being kind of nice, but it kind of came across semi-mocking, sort of like, yeah, he did a he had a really good race, but basically he tried. He let us what he sort of dragged us to the win, and then he blew sort of thing. So. But he, I mean, he tried. He had one card to play. He played. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, that. I think yeah. he did a. I mean, if that's the card you play, you go for it, don't you? You, you can't bust. Regret that. Yeah. I'd rather go out in flames. Yeah. Hey. At hey. least you know you put all you put it all out there. He he did pay for it. <laughs> Not it as much so as um, so it was like literally the last couple of kilometers or the last mile or so, wasn't it? It was like, oh yeah, yeah. What was um I saw I didn't realize because you know they like don't really show behind like the first three. I didn't realize like Emily Durgan, who was like mm, 
intense. Like she collapsed like a hundred yards of finish and was like on her hands and knees. Like oh wow, yeah. Oh, there was, it wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, uh, her last name Sanaa. She she passed out like at mile twenty one. She just walked off and sat oh, down. Oh oh, Betsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she just like walked off and laid down face down in the grass. I was like, <laughs> there were, and maybe you guys have a theory. I don't know. So out of the women's race, there actually was like fewer starters than there's been in like 20 years like it was actually the smallest it was like 145 is that because they jumped the qualifying time so much it's a, it's a couple but it's also that like of the qualifiers a lot got injured so there's some oh. questions around like was it just like too condensed a window so too many people had to like push it so it was like so it is a very small field and then we saw like a very high rate of dns like especially it was like 22% or something, 23%. On the women's side. On the was women's it injury side. or the temperature, though? It was, but well, so D, the, the not starting was what injury, obviously. I, but I, then wonder, the, yeah. I wonder on the women's side, because that's unusual, because normally it's the women's that tough it out and it's the men that flake. But I wonder if, because so many of the women had the qualifying time in comparison to the men, it was just much more competitive and it was more like we've got a take this race and so then and then they suffered and then suffered the consequences whereas with the men not as many of them had the standards so maybe it was a different well they're also like there wasn't really a stand to be clear like there was they had the b standard yeah we okay. call it the b standard anymore anyways yeah um the, i was the, yeah i don't know the, the women's pace did start off comparatively faster yeah quite a bit faster. and so... like out of that front group i think the only two who like survived were first and second and yeah like... and also actually on, <laughs> yeah. on the women's side because there were quite a few that were sort of marathon they'd qualified but they were marathon debut weren't they so maybe there's that that they're coming from sort of distant background maybe that was part of it as well for taking it out so fast well so i think it, as the other problem or not the problem the question right with like uh fiona o'keefe who won and like that front group who was taking it out super fast and like obviously that caused lots of dn like that caused mass chaos later but i think there was also this and you're like watching and you're like well she's never run a marathon before i literally don't know and i don't think she even knows what's going to happen like she might be able to hold this or it might be like it was like molly seidel in 2020 wasn't it it was like everyone was like she's never run a marathon before she's right up there at the front like she doesn't know how far she's gonna go it was very kind of similar from that perspective on a side point she totally fiona keep i was like why is that name so familiar for like not being a name everyone knows and then i was like so she's like a bay area she used to be a bay area person and i was like oh, she definitely used to just like totally kick my ass at local heifer <laughs> there you go there you go um i do feel like she and then obviously like molly like our only olympic medalist in the marathon in a long time are basically reason like the example of the reason why we have a trials race and we don't just say oh these were the best people last year you get to go right like because then we have these like breaks, like oh, we never would have picked her. What like what an amazing feel good story, right? Like you know, just plugging away, doing your thing, and you make you make the Olympic team. But I think I mean there's an argument to for and against. I mean I don't like the way some countries do it. They just select certain athletes, um, and some of it sometimes it is the best choice because they're the athletes that they know they're working and they're coming to their prime. Uh, but sometimes it, it's political. I think it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword. 
you have athletes that put so much into the trials they're blown up for the Olympics, but. Oh, yeah. And know. there's all, you can, I can come up with a whole list of examples of people who like were the best in the world and had a mishap on the day. Like there are so many throughout like the history of our trials, but it's just sort of like. And also wasn't like the, the, like the controversy around like having the trials in Florida, wasn't it? And then the, the heat and the time of day, like, is that replicates? Is that. Is that the same conditions as going to be in I think Paris? So. Like, that's because like, like that's so. the other thing. I'm not, I'm not saying it isn't, but I'm just saying like some people are going to run better in certain conditions, and surely they're the people you want. Sure. Come come the Olympics, and if you're not mirroring that in your trials, I'm not saying they are, although they they were, or they weren't. Um, I like, I didn't really. I knew some of the names, particularly on the women's side, not on the men's side. Obviously, I'm not. American, but I obviously follow it. I loved the, I do love the concept of the US marathon trials for the Olympics. They don't do that in the UK. Very um, so American. it is, yeah. say again. It's very American. I saw like yeah. yesterday, Canada just like announced it's two people that yeah, they just Melinda. like appointed. Melinda's, yeah. Melinda's, Melinda's going, great, right? Yeah. Like I'm not saying I don't love, yeah. but like it's not the American way, right? right. <laughs> no. but, then, but I was thinking about it. Like, if you tried to do that in the UK, like I don't think you would get, you know, how many people were in that race? A hundred? Four hundred. Yeah, exactly. Totally. You wouldn't get, I don't think, or chicken and egg. Maybe if they did it that way, would they get people trying to then qualify as Probably. they do in the US and then you create that spectacle? But I mean, I don't know where you'd... What you, yeah. If you look back, because I was obviously doing some like deep dive looking at this data and like stats. If you look back at the women's quality, like the standard to like get into the trials going so... Like like the first time they had it, it was like 258. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And you like, and you see like even 20 years ago, there was some, it was around 20. I can't remember. It was like 96. They dropped it to like 245 or 238 or two, something around what it is now. And there was like 40 women, right? Like it was like literally no so you you can see over the years that like more it's gotten harder and harder and harder and yet like there's always like this like drop at first and then people the next time around you know is like twice as many people three times as many four times so it's like people do you know rise to the occasion yeah yeah but are you guys I mean like from an outsider are you guys pretty happy with the or would you have been happy with whoever they would have Picked, I mean, who knows, right? Like, yeah. you can't know what's yeah. going to happen, but it's just sort of like, I, I mean, I think, um, yeah, like Dakota is like a super good story. Like, that's like I feel amazing. almost like the for the US, the trials is bigger than the Olympics for the marathon. Like the stories that come. That's in, how I feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, like, I feel like <laughs> that was the big event, and actually, how they do. Obviously, you wanted them to do well. You really do come Paris, but I feel like that's kind of like. That's how I feel. Besides, like the yeah. secondary, especially like, on the men's side, it was yeah. more about yeah, it was more about the trials and the stories that unfolded from before that yeah. and from that. We're not going to see many medals. Uh, I mean, yeah. historically speaking, well, that's we not... said that, but then Molly, like that's the thing. Yeah, but think... that that's an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. that's an outlier. Are, so... Not with that kind yeah. of an attitude. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> My son even cracked a joke, and he's thirteen. Because I, I think on one of the videos, the the two guys were like, "Let's go get these medals," and my son was like, "They can't no. even run like a two o three. What do they think they're getting?" I was like, Ooh. "You never know what'll happen." <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I'm on the day. A Olympic marathon does tend to be a bit slower and a bit more tactical, yeah. and like more can happen. And weird, weird, and weird. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. but there yeah. is. But it's kind of bad. It's more about. At that point, it's more about the medal, not about the time. 
so they're running tactically time, to get yeah. a gold medal they don't care what time they run necessarily yeah what was the the men's time in 2020 the the winning time it was like a 205 wasn't oh, I have it? no idea my brain my brain hears men's times and like forgets them immediately like it's like, it's like, <laughs> like I like I don't even keep it's actually bizarre because like I don't even keep like the right like appropriate like you know what you mean when you're like oh do they run 20 minutes or 30 minutes I like can't even keep the right like frame yeah. of reference I'm like is that good I don't know yeah. and then the women's was like a what a 228 was the winning well, time in I Tokyo, you mean the actual yeah. like Matt the actual in um, Tokyo where it was like Tokyo. It was, so yeah. the winner the, the winner was 208.38 sorry <coughs> Kipchoge 208.38 yeah. And the women on the men's and the women was why do they it always do the men's slow. first? Like to Sarah's point, it is often slower for sure. Yeah. Uh women's Here's women's? my biggest question for you, Sarah. Have you picked a marathon? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um so, okay. Tell me your thoughts about this. Okay. There's one that's convenient in terms of like location. Okay. And it's it's literally called the cheat marathon. So cheat. going into our next cheat. topic. <laughs> it's like $70. Okay. Um, but it's on a bike path, essentially. Oh, those are the worst. Okay. All right. So okay. I was I was trying to get feedback. I'm like, it's convenient. It's a close drive. Like I could just do it. I, don't, but, I mean, maybe you're like better at that than me. Like I just I've done like those bike path races, right? Okay. And it's just I've never like, done one. You're just kind of like, well, this is awful. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like, you're just, like, out there. And, like, usually they're small, too. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. Like, obviously, they do these. Like, obviously, like, pro elite runners can handle it. And I cannot. But you're just, like, out there by yourself. And you're like, I'm just running down a bike path. And it's not, is like, it motivated. A, is it A to B? Or is it a lap? Or is it? Uh, I think I think they also do a half. Right. Yeah. So it's, but it's. It's kind of like time trial, like every three seconds, somebody goes something like that. And what's the, is it got, like, is this just, I've missed obviously previous conversation. Is it just like, just Just for fun. Oh yeah. No, this is one of the things she decided she wants to run an open marathon this year. So we were in like, I would pick a freaking good location. Like I would go for one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never run an open marathon before. Like maybe you should do this nine marathons and they've all been after a, 112 mile bike ride yep me too so the problem is it requires planning right like yeah, if you want to do the big ones i have to sign up for it like a year in advance and actually yeah, true. sarah sarah and sarah, sarah, get in. sarah yeah. so i don't know if you know this but you're an olympian so and not in yeah, marathon no not in marathoning my point is like uh there are people you email and you say hey can i get an entry and they say sure and they give you one. It's like that's how no! it works. <laughs> I don't know how just, it works. It's kind of how it works. And it's especially if you start the email with "Do you know who I am?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. You should definitely do that. <laughs> do you know me? <laughs> I'm like cringing right now. I'm dying right now. Well, it's okay. even better. Yeah. Oh, so I like. I just like know that it's not that hard to end up in the VIP elite athlete tent because they always like need to fill it up. You know what I mean? To like, uh-huh. so they'll put. They you like. Des? 
Yeah. This can get you an entry, surely. But the other, but they literally will like just like fill it with people. And not that you're filler, Sarah, but like they've done it to me where they were like, well, we need some people for like the people to beat. And so like they put me in there and I'm like looking around at like the Africans and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm going back to my original plan of I will send like Kelly a list of names of races and she's just going to, she's going to pretend to be me and get me in. Yeah, that'll be great. She can then just embarrass me and I won't know. Good. I'll do that. It'll be amazing. Um, two twenty-seven twenty was the women's time. Uh, okay. Ah. Yeah. They were all super close. They were all like within twenty seconds, twenty-five. Yeah, seconds. it was a. I remember it was yeah. a sprint finish. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. In all fairness, I mean, obviously, yes. To the point of like, I also feel like the Olympic marathon. I'm like, that's a thing. Like we do a, Like I always forget about it. But uh, I do think like Emily Sisson and. Like, I think they'll put their nose in it. I think they will, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be like, well, we can't. Like, I think they believe that they can get a medal and they will try. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, I mean, it will, it'll be fun to watch. What um, does the course look like in Paris? Is it hilly? It goes out to Versailles, takes a nice picture okay. in front of Versailles and comes back. Like, it's pretty, it's completely designed for, like, the, the shots the camera shots. attraction yeah yeah so it's flat i mean there's not many hills in paris anyway so i don't like there's not many hills but then somebody said it's like a little somebody said it's hilly i think once you get out toward the country towards versailles like it is a little like rolling hilly um but like a runner flat, nerd. but not, not flat flat no it's not yeah, yeah, yeah it's not technically tough kind of thing yeah, yeah. it's probably good for their legs how a little bit of undulation anyway. I, yeah, and I think it's I don't, flat flat is hard. No, I don't think it's flat flat. It's not like yeah, but it's more designed for the beauty than for the runners. You know? Just like the triathlon course. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like I think most things in a, a bit like a, a bit like London. Um you know, it's got so many iconic right. venues they are trying to yeah incorporate the history and the iconic locations in paris to to put the put the venues in those places yeah which is funny so i was talking like whatever somebody called me they were down in la to like talk about like to talk about the olympics la 2026 28 28 and and like they were telling me basically like you talk about Beijing or Rio and it's like whatever you need to make the best Olympics possible. We will move buildings. We'll redirect direct roads. And in LA, they are like down there and they're like, well, we can't put it there because that's a dog park. Right. Like, it's like, no, no, no. The neighbors would be very upset. <laughs> like, and they were like, oh yeah, this is how we do things here. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, controversy of the week. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete, 
and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, try try hard and stop suffering from dry itchy skin having their hair get all you know green which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up you can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty that's two zero feisty for 20 percent off store-wide at tryhard.co so that's 20 feisty for 20 percent off at tryhard.co I feel like I really just put this on our, uh, what's the word, our show notes for Jocelyn, and now she's not here. You know? <laughs> she, do- she does love she a does good love controversy. Good controversy. So we're hoping in this week off, she is like doing her research so she can come to us with a real whiz bang one for next week. Okay, good. But this so, one's pretty good. This so, one's pretty good. This one's pretty good. All right. I feel like this is one Sarah actually knows about. And so I would like Sarah to explain it, whereas usually we're explaining things to Sarah. No, 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 no. (laughs) Because you are a former editor-in-chief, I feel like you have a different perspective on this. So go for it. Okay. All right. So Marathon Investigations, the, like, website that this guy runs to, like, out people who have, like, cheated or bandited or cut courses or, like, done things, right? He, every now and then, he outs someone high-profile. And I saw this pop up on my Facebook like a week ago, and I guess it's blowing up now in the UK. He outed like the UK Runner's World editors, like the woman who edits a section for like the UK version of Runner's World. And it wasn't just like, because my line's always like, I feel bad for some of the people who it's like a small infraction. This was like, she cut like cut off like a part, like half of like, or not half, but like a large section of the London half marathon course. And then she like said she ran the London Marathon and now it looks like she actually didn't. She just like created a map on Strava and said she did. So, so now this is getting like soup. So this is so there's like, so now it's like blown up. It's being covered in like the regular UK papers. You know what I mean? Like the Daily Mail. So how's it, it work? one some... race? No, because of like a couple. Like she like, because she's like a Runner's World editor is now like. But I assume somebody's our... got to like have flagged it to this guy or like yeah. has he just gone yeah. after her? No, usually I think what happens is someone like sends him some stuff and then he does his like super intense investigation, which involves like looking at her splits and comparing them to the average splits. And then he even my favorite is he'll buy the photos. Okay, I actually think this guy's like, I actually am not a fan of all this. I'm like mocking, but he'll buy the photos and he like zooms in on her watch 
to like see like if the watch lines up with what she says happened and then like and then she and then he'll even and then he'll be like I did not get any response I like reached out to her for comment but like I would not respond to some crazy guy who is emailing no. me no how much but time does he have on his hands is this like his full-time job does he have a job okay so this so here's why I'm always like iffy about this whole like the idea of like outing people online so this guy like he runs it and he outed somebody for like cheating in the LA Marathon a few years ago. And it was a high profile doctor who like eventually committed suicide. And so it was like this really big story out here in California because it was like. That's like, pretty. What, that's Yeah. You see yeah. what I mean? Like what's appropriate? Like it's fine. Like I get it that we're like, you shouldn't lie about races. But, but it's like they did she win? Did she right. get a prize? Did she get Was it just her own? Like is she middle of the pack it's just her own it's her own i guess I mean, I'm, not, I'm not condemning it i'm not no i'm not condoning, condoning. Yeah, I'm not condoning it. <laughs> i am condemning it I'm not condoning it but i'm just like she wasn't the winner like because it was that other race where in the uk where the woman got in a taxi for half of it right. or something, and, and then, then she's been like and like, yeah. yeah it's a bit, little bit i think the premise is because she's the editor oh, of runner's yeah. world like it makes it you know fair game and like they write articles about like what you you know what i mean like obviously they write articles about like appropriate behavior and stuff so that makes it kind of like well so how did she, she how did she cut the course then like she just like walked off course there. walked off court and joined it somewhere right. else and then like what you do like the thing is like obviously we all are aware these things happen it's always funny to me when they start making like mainstream like remember that girl in canada in iron man canada who just like walked into the woods and hid for a lap and then claimed yeah. that like she had done both laps. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. So, like, these yeah. things she, happen. she qualified for Kona, I think that's what made a lot of people mad. Yeah. Okay. So my question is, Kelly, what what is this woman's motivation to lie? Yeah. What, like, what are... Because, like, I'm trying to think the intersection between her job and like this, this running on the side. I mean, does completing these races give her more credibility? Like, why? Why would you lie about it? Like, I'm trying to like, yeah, sure. Out. As the editor of the running magazine, would she feel more bad or more embarrassed for not finishing for all for the issues or for whatever? not finishing? So I like, uh. I told like obviously people lie all the time. I'm not gonna like figure out why that happens, right? Like. Right. Like that girl who walked into the woods in Canada or like it happens all the time. Right. And what they tell themselves is some version of like, I worked hard. I deserve this. Everyone else does it. Whatever. Right. They tell themselves something like that. You're right. Like the thing that's weird to me is because like. As the editor of a running publication, like, wouldn't you know that more people are going to be paying attention to what you do? And I would be like more nervous about doing that. That's the part that's like, like, I have 100 percent not like recently, but like back when I was 19, like banded races, right? Like totally jumped in with a friend. I think like my first half marathon ever in college, I just like didn't pay for it because like friends were doing it and I had no money and I just like did it, right? But like, of course I don't do that anymore. Like, of course I don't do that right now. And like, I would never have done that when I knew everyone was paying attention. Like that would be insane because like you're setting yourself up for for this, right? Yeah, so the, I keep on coming back to like, she... There was a cost-benefit analysis in her mind right. when she decided, like, as an editor of a running magazine, like, I am mid-race, I'm going to do this, I'm going to fake this result. Like, she did it multiple times. 
And she kept on coming out, well, the benefit outweighs the cost. And like, I think I'm trying to wrap my head around like, what is this perceived benefit? Because like, obviously we're all thinking like, well, yeah, that was really dumb. But there must have been something about like her position that made it feel like she had to do that. And I just, I have a really hard time understanding like if there's additional pressure from a position like that. Like, she probably felt like she had to be a certain amount good, right? She probably felt like people viewed her as like, you have to be what people consider a runner. I would imagine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, and so she felt like she had to demonstrate a certain level of expertise. And if you're not fast enough or something, I'm sure she, you would feel like, obviously that's sort of dumb too, but I'm sure that people, like she felt like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, did you... Did you feel as though you had to... I will tell you, you said that, Sarah. One time, remember, do you remember Coeur d'Alene that was like 107 degrees? Uh-huh. And I was walking because it was yeah. 107 degrees and somebody yelled at me, you're the editor triathlete, you can't be walking. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> okay, now I get it. Well, there you go. That ex yeah. And then the guy in the mic who I knew also started to heckle me, but that was like more fine. But I was like, so... I was like, okay. wow. So I... I'm just trying, I just feel like there's probably some sort of like external pressure coming from people that we just can't wrap our heads around. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, they feel there is. Because we just think like, you know, normal people, like, <laughs> well, just that we do that. But I mean, Kelly, going back to what you said, like you used to when you were younger, just like jump in a race with a friend. I mean, I think that's why. No, 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 that's fine. I wanted to then bring up, didn't? Isn't that what Sam Laidlow, Laidlow did in Kona last year? Not last year, year before. Oh, at the, the, at the, at the right. Home. Well, you don't do it at high profile. Anyway, yeah, I was going like... he's a high profile athlete and he put it all out on social media and then had the audacity to come first. And you're like, that's when you sure like, you... yeah. I mean, obviously he's 21 and I'm saying like, well, back when I was 20, I did this, which like, okay, yeah. that's why we have to sometimes be like, sure, say I'm still 20, yeah. old, anyway, like 23. Anyway, stop yeah. but go I just like, rest. I do feel bad sometimes when everybody starts piling on like somebody who like, yeah, banded into race or something. And you're like, guys, have you never done something stupid in your whole life? Like, of course you have. Like, come on. Like, let's be super real. You have a hundred percent just been like, oh, it'll be fine. Do you get wiser as you get older? Like probably, right? Yeah. Stop doing that. So I guess, like, I don't know how old this woman is. There's your other question. Like 40-something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, Sarah, uh, people cheat all the time. There yeah. was some age group triathlete who got, like, a ban today. Like, announced from, like, like an... like So you know how Ironman contracts with, like, the International Testing Agency? Mm -hmm. And so there was some age group triathlete that they announced, like, via Ironman, via the International Testing Agency, got, like, a ban for some doping. And people were like, you know, why would some random 42-year-old man who's, like, middle of the pack do? <laughs> and it was like, well, okay, so just so you know, what somebody, what the, like, off the record, what the, like, doping field, so age groupers turn each other in every fucking day. Like, age groupers call in tips on each other, like, every day. Like, they're like, oh, I think this guy at my pool got, like, too fast. <laughs> like, it's, like, really funny. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I can imagine that, yeah. But apparently pros never, ever call. So it's like every day they get like dozens of age groupers being like, oh, this guy on my group ride is just suspicious. Oh, you know, like having ridden a lot on Swifts, that kind of tracks. Because the things <laughs> that people say about each other 
are just yeah. brutal where it's like you're totally like what doping <laughs> like i don't see your heart rate and this is you know that's just a, a little little right. glimpse of i'm sure yeah. what happens yeah. they make themselves weigh 100 pounds and then yeah Wasn't they do it? all kinds of dumb stuff i saw like I think it was on Instagram or something. I think it was like a pro athlete. It could have been a pro triathlete, like obviously taking the piss, but he, he was like, walks out of a door and he's oh, like, I saw what, that, yeah. what my height is on Zwift. And he's like the shortest guy in the room. Right, he and like then he's like, over. <laughs> yeah. And then what my height is on, I don't know, a dating app. And he's like six foot odds and stuff like that because of the, yeah, the yeah, height and weight doping it. that you can do. Yeah. It's funny, but yeah so so why do people cheat Sarah I don't know right man like no, I, I'm not I asking know. like I <laughs> why people cheat I was trying to get an insight into like a fellow editory type oh sure person yeah 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 I, that's what is weird to me from your perspective like sure external pressures I just can't believe that you wouldn't like like don't you feel like everyone's watching you then like wouldn't right. you be like oh my god like someone's definitely gonna notice if I like do if I walk off the court in the middle of this she doesn't care that much like yeah. perhaps she's just like Joe Smith on the street and um, she's like I'm kind of over this race just want to get it done I'm just yeah, gonna probably yeah like you know what I you feel know we all have that? the yeah everyone has those races with it yeah okay so and I feel like uh maybe right like now that you guys are you know podcasting celebrities you probably <laughs> had this problem when you're like like I'm kind of a bitch in life and then especially at like training and stuff. And then I'm like, oh no, I'll be a bitch to somebody. And then like, they're like, oh my God, I love your podcast. And I'm like, oh fuck, I just told you to get the fuck out of this lane. You're too slow. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. I feel really bad about that sometimes. So then I've tried to like temper it. I'm really bit. nice when I'm training, especially at the pool. Cause I swim at the, I swim at the senior center right. and they do things like remind me that the water in the lane that I'm about to swim in is deep. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I told her I only swim on the top. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, crazy yeah. stuff. I'm just like, oh my God. That's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You are like, oh. well, they keep putting, we swim, where we're swimming is like a hundred zillion degrees. And I'm yeah, in wetsuit yeah. swims at the moment, just like <gasps> boiling in a bag, going, oh, this is crazy. Well, the thing that's been, like, making me nuts, I think I've totally told you guys, like, I swim at the Y, and it's, like, it's basically unswimmable for me because it's just, like, too many people floating. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> like, what, like, the pros would do, right? Like, you just, like, you could not show up to this pool and swim. Like, it wouldn't, it's not an option, not a possibility. Like, we're pretty, like, we've got, a, like, squad sessions, so we just take, so they book the pool out, and that's kind of every man and his dog in Boulder, and then when we go at other times it's not too bad actually it's pretty good in terms of space at the y because it's a little bit out of boulder so that's not too bad um yeah but like when i was at in paris at the test event i was staying in like the same hotel as like a bunch of the u.s athletes and they hadn't they had booked like two swim times for the u.s athletes over that like five days but they were all trying to find pool time otherwise and i was like well i went to like we were all like well this one didn't have that many old guys walking yeah. And I'm like, how are you supposed to be like getting ready for your qualification event when you're like swimming around Parisian? You know how like, and then I mean, like, there's sounds, all these weird rules. I was like, oh my God. The, that's the federation. Like they, like 
they need to go in and like they book the facility i mean okay tokyo is a little bit different i don't know what london was like but tokyo obviously with the restrictions of covid we had a british triathlon and power triathlon we had a whole school that no one else was going to and that was our space and our swim and i think the the test event was still viewed as like yeah like not a national team activity if that makes sense which is like a it's like a little free for all the yeah yeah i i will say that trying to share lane with a bunch of french people like that is one of the most harrowing swimming events i have ever had in my life like they do not care you are they don't they are going to swim slow breaststroke in the middle of the lane and yell at you if you splash them yeah. like you are going to end up with ptsd from that swim like, like they'll the move cone, over like they'll the move over pool. to be in your way it's bizarre there's also always like weird rules where like you have to change lanes if you're gonna like use paddles and like and you can only use paddles at certain hours and like it's just it's very complicated oh, that's, like U- that's like the uk and and I mean, the aggression sounds like the Kona pool, but the using of toys and equipment is like you swimming and trying to swim in the UK. Yeah, it's bizarre. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how like pros pros handle it. Do it, you know. Avoid France. Have, avoid France. Avoid France. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> uh, no, France is great. We're going to have so much fun there this year in our Nice croissant tour whatever we're calling it we haven't come up with a good name all all i know is jocelyn's gonna have t-shirts made so right. that's all good did are you doing placid because we're all doing placid <laughs> I do pl- everyone's I'm, doing placid. i don't know what i'm doing tomorrow sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, i can't think that far ahead at the moment <laughs> i've already started on my 2025 schedule no oh, you have oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. no none of us want to hear about that <laughs> Are you kidding? I kind of wanted. Well, well, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I've already started looking at what I could. I was what are, what's on the list? Come on. It's on a post-it. What's, what's on the list? list? So I always do Havana, of course. Um, I'm debating on whether to do Texas. I am Texas or um, go down to Clash, Miami. I want to go to Slovakia in May. Mm, okay. For Chattanooga. Uh, long course nationals and if they have vegas i want to do vegas again. oh the pto vegas yeah i suspect just like for your for your three-year out planning purposes that there are going to be some north american iron man changes in the mm-hmm. schedule for next year so oh, okay i don't like i don't like have like secret intel like i you know do sometimes i'm just saying that it's kind of ridiculous right now so they're like definitely gonna need to move it around like there's nothing <laughs> yeah like there's nothing like, that's why we're all doing that <laughs> yeah um but sid you are going to new zealand right you're doing iron man new zealand am, or yeah. challenge with wanaka or wanaka and then new zealand yeah, yeah okay oh, yeah. nice yeah that's soon yeah like in 10 days <laughs> oh, oh. So we're talking soon soon yeah. i'll be in cuba and you'll be in that less than that because you lose a day in travel so right. i leave here on monday get there wednesday and race on saturday it's gonna be oh, a shocker nice. yeah you it's had said... my first time first time doing summer races from a northern hemisphere oh, winter yeah. build 
So yeah, you had told me like a like maybe a month or so ago, and you were like, "Oh, I think there's going to be whatever, like where they're going to be big names." And then I was looking at it, and it seems like there actually is going to be like some big yeah. names doing it. Yeah, uh, Wanaka or Taupo? Taupo, both. I, yeah, I guess specul. I haven't seen a start list, but I'm speculating, and what everyone's saying is is, and I think it'll. I have a feeling some people might come and do an early that race early and get validation or right. qualification because there's actually three spots which is quite unusual for New Zealand as well mm-hmm. um, and maybe use that to get an early Ironman race for, for Nice I was going to say Paris then for Nice um, and then concentrate on the shorter distance that they are contracted to the T100 yeah whatever. yeah the only thing is like the first race of the T100 is the week after Ironman New Zealand, but I'm not sure. Like, I obviously you don't have to do every race, or they don't sure. have to do every race. So, I'm not too surprised if there's a few that do New Zealand and then don't do Miami. Um, although they announced the start list for Abu Dhabi, which is the same weekend as Miami, and there's quite a few of those wildcard athletes doing that. Because I don't think you'll see many of the Olympic athletes. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think any of the Olympic athletes are doing T100 until after the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Which is only kind of sad for me because, you know, I know it's not confirmed and I know Sid's not going to confirm it for us, but I really would have liked to see like Flora and Taylor do Alcatraz. I think that would have been fun. Um, but I do think like we'll see. Yeah, like a lot of people. It's not confirmed. It's I not confirmed. I know that. Um, but California, right, California. Is the state of races. But I do think you're right that this issue with like needing to do a validation Ironman or a qualifying Ironman and then also be ready for a world championship Ironman. And there's so many races this year. It's just going to be hard to like do them all. And you're going to have to like plan your schedule. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think you'd put it or had you said it or put it somewhere or read it. I read it somewhere. I think you were saying that you wouldn't be surprised if Ironman changed their qualify. I think they will make it I heard that they you will have to validate mm-hmm. to get because that brings people back into the system. Their races, yeah. 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 But who knows? I, I mean Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just like yeah. I think Iron Man probably has two ways they can go there, which is either like doubling down or being like, Well, let's wave it for Daniela. You know what I mean? Like we want Daniela on the start line. Which like I think, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So we'll see what happens for sure. Yeah. But the people who can get it in early, like Sky has hers in early. I was like, I don't know who else has theirs in early. I can't remember. Yeah, the guys that raced at the back end of last year. Um, yeah. yeah. But then you see then uh, Kat Matthews has announced she's doing Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so when's Texas? May? April. 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 Okay. Yeah. So she'll come over, do the PTO Miami, I'm assuming. I think she's done for that one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. I don't know how many... North Americans will do Miami just with it being early. No idea. I have no winter, idea about yeah. that. I do know. Uh, so lots of people will do this thing where they show up in California like a month before Oceanside or two months and they'll just do like a big going training camp. And so that started to happen. Like uh, Paula came here for now. Anyway, and we've had massive storms. So they like showed up and it was like epic flooding, like tropical storm, bomb cyclone. Like my fence fell down into the neighbor's yard. Yeah. Ooh, fun. So, yeah. So that's what I'd like. So I just made me laugh. Everybody comes out here being like, it'll be great training. It'll be California. Yeah. In winter. <laughs> in winter. You'll be inside. Yeah. 
Sorry, guys. Not always perfect weather. Huh. Uh, Sarah, do you have a random, do you tell us your random question this week? Or was it like a pre, did we, did we pre-think it? No, but okay. I do have a random question. Actually, I think this is more of a story and I want reactions. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, Ben knows somebody who saw that a, like a fairly local race, like if you, if you beat the course record, which is 1445 then you get a $300 bonus. Sorry, 1445 for what? Uh, five, five. That's the course record is 1445. Okay. <laughs> and so this woman emails me and she's like, that's great. If I break the women's course record, is there also $300? They're like, oh, we'll get back to you. And they're like, all men and women are eligible Right. For that $300 if you break the course record. So right. what is the appropriate response for this this athlete to the race director? Well, obviously, like, fuck you. But the actual appropriate <laughs> response is to um, say that you feel like this would be um, good for the local news to know. <laughs> and that's what you do. <laughs> because that's how it actually goes wider. Amazing. Because I would like to point out that the American record for the 5K on the roads, I believe, is like 1445. Oh, for women? Yeah. So that yeah. would be challenging. Yeah. Like, Huddle. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that's I... a good reply. I think the local news would be interested. Local news? Yeah. yeah. Khadija, what would you say? Yeah, I would. That that sounds like a move I would do. Yeah. Because that's the first thing out of my mouth. I can call Channel 2 News. I actually oh, yeah. have a cousin who works at Channel yeah. 2 News. So I yeah love it love it okay i thought somebody would would that's a very diplomatic response compared to what i thought might come out <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously it's like bullshit right it just is so it's like whatever yeah yeah but that's the american way either call the news or start talking about lawyers <laughs> yeah well, i feel like uh, i feel like a lot of times people do things and they like kind of know it's fucked up but they just like don't think it's going to if people knew you know what i mean and that's one of those ones where it's like they know if we're got out it would be bad so it's like so get word out like yeah yeah love it okay i'm gonna pass that along well if any listeners have some terrific feedback for me to pass along like fifth party um i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure this runner wants to hear it from a random person yeah thank you for listening to another week of if we're riding sid thanks for coming and good luck with your travels we can't thank wait you. to hear about the updates <laughs> None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top